Yeah. And well, I know that they're like 13 or whatever. I've had a little bit more time and experience <laughs> to be a villain. But like. <laughs> to be a good guy. Jessica, these are the good guys. That's Yeah, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Anamorphous Discussion, a show that reminds you of your childhood. Unless it doesn't. I'm your host, Robin. I'm joined today by my co-host, Jessica. Hey. And Katie Treggs. Hello. How are you two doing? Good. Not, Good. not being reminded of my not. childhood. That's yeah, sure. I may or may not be getting reminded of my childhood. <laughs> I guess it only reminds you of your childhood if you read the Animorphs books as a kid. Yeah. Because then I did. you remember things. So. I did read them as a kid, if that's what you're getting at. I was. Oh. Well, I did. Good. So you, then you should know all about uh, this week's book, number you nine. Know that I don't. The <laughs> Secret. The Secret? Okay. Ooh. The Secret is this week. Um, but first, we should talk about our last book. So, Katie, why don't you give me a quick recap of what happened last time? It was called The, the Stranger. Or is that, nope. was that the one before that? That was the one before that. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, kid, what, what kid was it about? Can I get that? Axe. It was about Axe? What? <laughs> was that the one? Oh no, that was the one where they like saw the future. Was the one with the Elemist, right? Yep, that was book seven, The Stranger. Okay, you don't so... even pay attention during these anymore, do you? Oh. You just wait for them to go up so that you can listen to them later. <laughs> yes, obviously. Oh, yeah. Um, no, was this the one where uh, Axe is like keeping a secret from the other Animorphs? Uh, or whatever. Yes. Is it yep. called like the secret? Or no? That's no, what this the, one's called. <laughs> the secret. <laughs> I knew okay. it sounded familiar. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you the title of the last book was The Alien. Okay. Oh yeah, I would have never got there. Was there, did, was there a second Andalite? Did a second Andalite show up in the last one? No, it, it was about Axe. Axe oh, was okay. the alien in that one. I remember part of it. I remember that like they go to, like, uh, some kind of satellite place because Axe wants to, like, talk to his family, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's and so they he go like, to the Radio Shack? No. No. It's a different oh. place, but similar, I think. The observatory. Um, it was the yeah, observatory. Yeah, like a really radio fancy Radio Shack is how I like to think of observatories. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so... Yeah, you nailed yeah, it. Yeah, so Axe gets to talk to his parents or something and like basically it turns out that there's this andalite rule that um he they're not supposed to share their like technology with anybody so like axe basically like takes the fall for his brother giving the anamorph powers to the humans right yep um and then also they fucking are 
the whole reason I remember any of this is because I remember that the Andalite, that Visor 3, mm-hmm. is, in, is like the Yerk that's inside of that Andalite. Mm-hmm. Like, ha- the Visor 3 gets out, and then the Andalite is like, please kill me. And they're like, nah, you're good. And they just, like, leave him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yep. and another of their classic great plans. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, because were they going to try to kill him? Yeah. They were going to try to kill Visor 3? Mm-hmm. Okay. Axe was. Okay, that's right. To, like, get the honor back because he killed his brother. Mm-hmm. And also, wasn't it <sighs> that, like, the Andalite that that rule was named after was the Andalite that Visor 3 is in? No. Oh, maybe that you, was just you, what my guess was. Yeah, you both guessed that, but you were both wrong. It was a <laughs> it just, really good guess. It would have been. It yeah. would have made so much sense. So is Visor One and Andalite Two? Is that the one that's in? No, Visor One is Marco's mom. That's right. That's right. There's only no. one uh, Andalite controller, and that's Visor Three. Because I think the rule was like there was this Andalite that had given space travel to the Yerks, and that's yeah. why yep. the Yerks are like wandering around taking over shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. and why the Andalites fight them. Yeah. Boom, and then the guilt. whole re- the whole other like before that in the book was just like everybody being mad at Axe because he was like not telling them everything, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Nice, nailed it. <laughs> you, you crushed it. Yeah. Um, a couple of things that I don't remember if they're important or not, but I'll just mention them. Uh, Axe was at Marco's house playing on the computer. And he thought it was a computer game, but it was actually very important software that Marco's dad was working on for the observatory. And Axe accidentally jumped, like, human technology ahead, like, a hundred years. <laughs> because he thought it was a simple children's game. So he had to fix it, but he realized that his modifications meant that it was could be, like, a powerful communications device. So before he fixed it, he called the Andalite homeworld. And ended up taking, a fall, taking the fall for Elfangor giving morphing technology to the humans nice um hmm? you said that part yeah no i was just uh yeah i'm yeah. glad i remembered it at all yeah <laughs> um and there was they found out that when they destroyed the candrona uh there was a, there were a lot of uh yurks dying of starvation uh and they found out that the controllers were just killing those those humans instead of letting them be free Mm-hmm. Which, in retrospect, obviously, but yeah. <laughs> still. Uh, and what else? The law was called Ciro's Kindness, because Prince Ciro was the one who um, gave that technology to the Yerks. And the big secret that everyone was afraid to ask Axe, but finally at the end when they were friends, they asked him that. It was how, does he eat? how he eats. And it's with his hooves. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that part because that's when Axe wanted to go kill Visor 3 is when he was eating, right? Yep. And Axe morphed into a snake and tried to kill him. And he was supposed to do it alone and in secret, but Tobias has hawk vision and read the note and told the others because Jake's the prince. Something, something. Anyway, that was book eight. So nice. now we are on book nine which is called The Secret. Let me send you the book cover. Let me find the book cover. Is it as horrible as the others? No, yeah, actually so. we are past the point where we have the lentricular book covers. So now we're just in the original book cover stage. Oh, sad. Aren't you excited? <laughs> Let me just click on that. 
Okay, I sent you the link. Oh, it's the one I like. Mm-hmm. No Do you remember her name? Hide, no Place to Hide. Creepy? Is it Cassie? It is. Nice. Nailed it. Oh, oh yeah, I like this one. Yeah. I mean, the middle part is still creepy, but, like, it's still kind of pretty. Yeah. And yeah. since Cassie's the best morpher, it makes sense that it would be pretty. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because she's so good at morphing. What's that called? Did we figure that out? Yeah. Uh, oh, shoot. <laughs> I'm going to lose my cred if I don't remember this. What's what called? A good morpher. Um, oh. A mor- like... A strain, I think it was. Let me double check. I'm checking oh, my notes. Oh, yeah, because in the last one there was all that uh, Andalite. Yeah, Tobias is a Nothlet. Um, Which is a, his best again, friend. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, Shorm is a best friend. <clears throat> oh, that's right. Uh, I'm the idiot. <laughs> <laughs> it means Tailblade. I know that you see me looking through my notes, but that is all just off the top of my head. I'm pretty sure it's Estrine. I don't want to, like, double check too long. Here we go. Cassie is a natural Estrine, a person with an ability to make morphing almost artistic. Boom. Remembered. Nice. Okay. What was I saying? Oh, right. Book nine. The Secret. Who wants to guess what this book is about? I can't wait. (laughs) It's going to be both of you. Uh, so either Cassie is keeping a big secret or probably Axe is keeping a big secret and Cassie's the one who figures it out. Well, Axe promised not to keep any big secrets after the last book, so. Oh, so Which then probably really should have been called secret. The Secret because the whole book was about secrets. But then what would this one be called, Katie? The Alien? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> Unless it does. I haven't told you what happens in this one yet. <laughs> Is a secret that she keeps that she befriends some other alien? Uh, I'll tell you what happened in this book as soon as Katie tells me what she thinks is going to happen in this book. Okay, so Cassie has been morphing into a wolf in secret in the nighttime because her secret is she has a crush on a sexy man wolf. Mm. And they've been, they've been frolicking together. Hold on, <laughs> I'd like it. to take that. Because that's the best uh, plot that I've ever heard. And just add a little, just like tweak it a tiny little bit to combine them. So Cassie has been morphing into a wolf in secret in the nighttime because there's an alien that she's in love with. And the alien thinks that she's a wolf. And that's why it loves her back. Oh, right. And if the alien found out that she was actually a human, he wouldn't love her. Is the alien a wolf? The alien is like wolf-like. Canid. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But so he eats with his mouth. Communicate. <laughs> Robin. They're like similar enough that they have like that mutual attraction. But like mm-hmm. definitely if Cassie reveals to the alien that she was actually a human and not a wolf, the alien would be like, oh, this will never work, my friend. These parts yeah. are just like not going to match. Yeah, the wolf alien spends a lot of time talking about how unattractive humans are generally. Yeah, okay. for sure. Got it. <laughs> Got it. Um, we should write our own Animorphs. <laughs> Uh, funny story, Cassie has a wolf morph, and it's a female wolf, and Jake is the only one with a male wolf morph, because when they were going to be a pack, they could only have one male wolf so that they wouldn't be fighting each other for dominance. So the only, and they, the, 
So if she was sneaking out at night to see a male wolf, it would be great if it was secretly Jake sneaking out at night to see a female wolf, and then it turns out it was just Jake and Cassie. Classic animorphs like shenanigans. If you like pina coladas, yeah. which is just such a fucked up song. Every time that's, I hear it again, it messes me up. That's Wait, what is that song actually about? That one, if you like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain? Yeah. That one. Oh, like if the whole thing of yoga. the song is that like... There, it's a couple who's like unhappy in their relationship. So one of them puts an ad in the newspaper that says that chorus, like if you like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain, to like try to meet someone else, and then someone else sees it and decides to go meet and like writes back and is like, I like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain or whatever, and then they go meet up at a bar and it's them, like it's the couple oh, who are no. like about who are like about to cheat on one another and like meet at this bar and be like, oh, you're the one who wrote the ad, like oh, you're the one who responded, and then they like fall back in love or whatever, but. They stri- like they full on went to this bar to cheat on one another, and they're like, yeah. "No, we cool now." Like that fixed all of our problems. Wow! It turns out we do both like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain and making love at midnight, which they somehow don't know about each other. Any of those things? <laughs> because all personal ads are lies. <laughs> anyway, that was my pina colada rant. Or all personal ads reveal the truth in each of us. <laughs> That we hide from our deepest, darkest, that we hide from our closest partners. Um, so this book, let's, let's get right into it after 20 minutes of talking. Um, uh, you're both wrong, so wow. let's go. <laughs> um, so it starts, as always, with the stupid thing. Uh, Cassie is staying late after school because she has to make up this science project because her schoolwork has been suffering since she became an anamorph. Sure. Uh, as, as one would expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she made this little maze and she has a rat named Courtney and she's put some like seeds and nuts at one part of the maze and puts Courtney in the other part and she's supposed to smell the nuts, find her way through the maze and Cassie's going to make notes on her progress. But she's just not finding her way through the maze. And Cassie can't figure out why. So she and, she and Rachel are, after, are like staying after school working on this project. And Rachel wants to go. And Rachel's like, hey, why don't you just morph the rat? And then you can figure out what's wrong with her. Sure. And Cassie's like, ooh, you know, we're not supposed to do that. Except in that, like, for almost absolutely necessary. And Rachel's like, well, it's necessary that we get out of here. So there you go. So... <laughs> And Cassie admits to the reader that that's why she brought Rachel, so that she could talk her into it, because she wanted to morph the rat anyway. (laughs) So, so far, this is, like, an okay plan, because there's two of them, and they can watch each other's backs, and Rachel can keep guard uh, while Cassie morphs into the rat. Except Cassie says, okay, you have to morph the rat with me, Mm. because when you morphed that elephant, I was there next to you, not morphed. So... And Rachel says, that makes no sense, but okay. <laughs> That's actually what she says in the book. So they both both morph rats. And, it was uh, almost the perfect plan. Yeah, it, was, it could have been so good. I mean, not great, but it could have been so much less stupid. <laughs> so they get up there, and they go up to get on top of the maze, or to go get into the maze. Cassie does. Rachel stays on the table, because she's like, only one of us needs to go in there. Uh, and Cassie climbs up, and then she realizes she can't smell the nuts and seeds, and she looks up, and she realizes the ceiling fan is blowing the smell of the nuts away, so Courtney can't smell them, and that's why she can't find her way through the maze. And this is all great, and then two idiot guys come in and say, hey, look, rats, let's kill them! (gasps) Because 
What the I fuck? I guess that's what happens in middle school. What? Do, I don't. So first like of all, I don't remember. Rats? I don't remember rat experiments in middle school at all. But second of all, I don't remember after school people just like wandering around into empty classrooms looking to cause trouble. Maybe I went to the wrong middle school. Especially not <laughs> murdering animals. Yeah, yeah, like, why is that the thing? Anyway, these two loudmouth guys come in and they're like, oh, rats, I hate rats. Um, so, we sh- so we should exterminate them. So they try to exterminate them by hitting them with a broom. But uh, Cassie and Rachel run off the table and Courtney, the real rat, runs in the other direction and the two guys have the rat cornered, and Cassie and Rachel don't want Courtney to die, so they run up the guy's pant legs to freak him out, which works, and the guys go running off screaming down the hallway. But meanwhile, Courtney is never seen again, and Cassie says, but at least I found out why she couldn't run through the maze. <laughs> and then they find a safe place to demorph, and then they go home and give Rachel's sister a home perm. Why and was it so easy for Courtney to get off the table? Or for any of them to get off the table? Oh, sorry. Uh, the part of the guys wanting to get the rats out is they turned the maze upside down. Very cruel. And Courtney dropped out of it. And wow. then they ran and jumped off the table because it was better than being crushed by a broom. And then they yeah. like went to the principal and was like, hey, we saw these guys trying to kill a bunch of mice. They should be expelled or put into counseling. Yeah, no, they just go home. Oh. Because um, they probably have to go to Chapman. And if, he was, if he's like, who were these boys? And they're like, I don't know, we can only see their ankles, but they, they, seem, they seem like real okay. bastards. Yeah, I guess that's legit. We, we were rats at the time, you see. Oh, sorry, we have this morphing power. Okay, so <laughs> an Andalite came. Do you know what Andalites are? Oh, you do, right, you're a yerk. Oh, shit, sorry. <laughs> so that's what happens to them. Um, that's the, the main stupid thing that every book starts with. Um, now they have a meeting in the barn. Tobias calls them to meet because there's a logging company setting up in the forest outside Cassie's barn. Um, or I mean, the forest is really big, but Cassie's barn is near the forest. And that's where Axe and Tobias both live. And Cassie is horrified, and Marco and Jake and Rachel are like, okay... And she's like, habitats are going to be destroyed, and, like, the, the you know, wood is going to be chopped down, and animals will be made homeless, and all this stuff. And they're like, no, that doesn't bother us at all. We're just <laughs> regular suburban teenagers. And Tobias is like, yeah, that, that, I understand that, but I flew, or I, I tried to fly near it, and there's a huge force field protecting this logging company. So I'm pretty sure it's the Yerks and not, like, just regular loggers. And also that there's guards walking around outside with automatic weapons. So hmm. it seems like they're trying to do something. Way to and bury they're the like, lead. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? And then they spend, like, half a second wondering why the Yerks would be there. And they're like, of course, they think we're all Andalites. They know we've been hassling them in this area that's the best place for a group of Andalites to hide, so they want to destroy the forest and go Andalite hunting. Uh, of course. Which is pretty smart for the Yerks. So they decide to get closer and investigate. Um, three of them, uh, Jake, 
Tobias and Rachel morph bird. I mean, Tobias is always a bird, but they morph birds of prey and check it out from above. And Rachel and Mar or Cassie and Marco morph into wolves and go check it out from a ground to get a ground perspective. Um, okay, so does Marco morph into a lady wolf? Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. They're all lady wolves except for Jake. Because he's they, the prince. They, well, they drew straws to see which of them would be the male wolf, and Jake got it. Mm. Uh, it would have been cool if, like, Rachel or Cassie got the male wolf, and then they had yeah. to be, like, lol. Come to think of it, maybe just Jake and Marco, like, flipped a coin. I don't remember now. It was, it was, uh, only, they, they knew that only one of them could be the male wolf, and so they had to pick one, and they picked them in a semi-random fashion. But I think, but I think it was only the two guys who tried. Mm. Yeah. Less interesting, less exciting. But Marco's a, a lady wolf, and so is Cassie, and they go in the forest, and they're sniffing around. Meanwhile, Axe had stayed in the forest to, to like, keep an eye on things. Uh, so they're sniffing, and then all of a sudden they realize it's very quiet, and they can hear someone sneaking around behind them, and then suddenly there's floodlights on them, and they turn to run, but these big heavy nets drop down from the trees above, and Cassie manages to, like, get out just before the net hits her like it hits her back but she scrambles out and she starts to run and then she realizes that marco is trapped under the net so she goes and tries to pick it up with her wolf teeth but it's very heavy and made of like metal mm. meanwhile there's dragon beams shooting at them from the windows of the building uh and then axe runs up and uses his andalite tail to slice through the net oh right he in front runs of up as nose. an andalite yeah okay the andalite runs up because he wasn't there he was like in the woods they didn't he didn't they didn't meet up before this plan he was right, there because why would they do because why would they do that that doesn't make sense <laughs> so he runs up and slices the net and they all escape and he's like i i noticed the force field and the dragon beams in the windows but the nets were so primitive i didn't see them uh and jake's like well none of us saw them they were really well concealed so don't beat yourself up about it so they know that it's definitely a yurt logging operation and uh cassie says, but how did the Yerks get permission to cut down trees in a national forest? And Marco's like, why does that matter? And she's like, because they don't control the whole government yet, and if they didn't have permission to start logging, then there would be a lot of angry people, like, there'd be TV cameras yeah. and, like, protests and things like that, so, they ha so we need to figure out how they got permission to do this. That's why. And Marco's like, oh. So... They need to find out how the Yerks got permission to do that. Go ahead. I, this is my favorite part when I ask you two how you would go about doing this. Probably and then I'll like tell you what the animals do. Or something, right? like I was going to go... say, like, these permits have to be public record, so... Yeah. Hmm. City Hall? I mean, today we could probably just, like, hop online and find it. But at the time, you could probably, like, go to City Hall or, like, a library or something. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's kind of... <laughs> like, I was thinking that, too. But I, we were all wrong because what they have to do is get inside that building oh. and look at their look at their computers and see see who see how they managed to do this. I'm no and, computer expert, mm -hmm. but shouldn't Axe be like the ultimate hacker at this point? Isn't he like a tech mm -hmm. insane genius? Can't he just like go to like any computer and then get into their computer system? Mm -mm. Good question. <laughs> Good question. So anyway, they decide they have to get into this building. <laughs> um, but 
they're like, well, what can we do? Like, I don't think there's anything big enough that can force its way through that force field. Like, nothing's getting through it. And they realize they don't have to go big. They have to go very, very small. Oh, yeah. I saw Ant-Man. Yeah, exactly. You saw Ant-Man. Now, I don't know if you remember from book five, The Predator, when they morphed into ants. But it was not a good time. Yeah, ants were a bad choice. Yeah, never again, they said. But so never seemed ants. good. Never again. What? Fleas seemed good. Yeah, but fleas can't travel very far and don't have any sort of vision. But yeah, I mean, a flea could work. Um, what they end up going with after much debate and uh, angry and fear and nightmares, they go with termites. Hmm. Um, okay. Another colony insect. Yeah. And... Their, their problem is that, you know, termites have will have the same territory problem as ants. Like, when they were ants, they were from the wrong colony, and so the other ants tried to kill them. Uh, and, like, they, the termites would be the same way. But Tobias found that they were uh, making some renovations to the building that the, you know, that the Yorks are using as their headquarters, and they had to cut away some wood to put in more dragon beams, and they threw it away outside the force field and it was full of termites so he got a fresh termite straight from the colony for them oh nice yeah isn't that great convenient seems very like everything's convenient. coming up animorphs everything's <laughs> coming up animorphs i just talked about the b plot of this book too um uh after cassie and after cassie gets home after they nearly died as as wolves in the net and everything uh, her dad is like, oh, there you are. I need your help. Uh, the highway patrol called because there's this certain wild animal uh, on the side of the road that seems like it got burned. Because her dad runs the wildlife rehabilitation clinic, so mm-hmm. uh, most of the highway patrol knows to call him if they see an injured animal. Uh, and he's like, and I need you to come help me get it. And she's like, but dad, you're not scared of any wild animal. What certain animal is it? He's like, just a certain animal. And she's like, is it a skunk? Is there an injured skunk that you have to have? Why, why are you afraid of skunks? He's like, well, it sprayed me in the face six times, and your mom made me sleep outside in a tent, and then we had to burn the tent. So never again will I handle a skunk. But skunks love you. You have such a way with them. And so they have to go and get this skunk, and um, she's got this perfectly semicircular burn on her, um, and Cassie realizes that when the Yorks were shooting dragon beams at them, they must have hit her. And she feels immensely guilty. Have I told you before, Cassie's sort of like the moral center of the group, and she feels the most guilty about morphing into animals and controlling them and uh, fighting in general. Hmm. So she feels really bad. And then she feels even worse when her dad is, like, help, like fixing up the skunk, and he's like, yeah, she'll, she'll live. It didn't get, like, her spine. It's mostly fur, um, fur and skin that were burned, a little bit of muscle, but she'll, she'll live. I can't say the same for her kits, though. And... Cassie's like, she has babies out there crying. Gonna, they're going to starve to death. And her dad's like, nature plays rough, Cassie. You know this. And Cassie's like, but no. So Cassie develops a secret plan of her own. Of course. Oh, no. She so acquires right. the skunk. Cassie has a secret. <laughs> That's true. Is that the secret? That I didn't anticipate <laughs> that being the secret, but maybe. These titles it's are just like how the queer. lobster was the predator. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I thought the secret was mainly the fact that Cassie hates lying to her parents and keeping a bunch of secrets from them. So I thought it was more of her general 
um, vibe throughout this is like she feels tortured by the secret of being an animorph. But the secret plan might also be good. Anyway, she acquires the skunk for secret plans later. And then they morph into, the, the next day they acquire a termite and formulate, formulate their plan and morph into owls at night and fly up to about 200 yards outside of the compound so that they can get as close as they can before they have to turn into termites. And then they need a distraction so that the Yerks won't come at, like, notice them, because they're going to, okay, so they, they, hang on, I have it written down, why am I not reading my notes? <laughs> do, 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 cockroaches are more related to, oh, sorry, termites are more related to cockroaches than to ants. Animal fact. Nice. Good animal. Yeah. They have a society like ants, but roaches are closer relatives. Um... Okay, so they morph Alice to get close, demorph at least 200 yards away from the compound, crawl as close as they can, morph termites, dig under the force field, and enter the termite holes in the outside of the building. What could possibly go wrong? So much. Yeah. <laughs> so they don't want to be spotted when they're crawling as close as they can in their human-slash-andalite forms, so they decide that they need a distraction, so they um, act as like, I'll... I'll make a lot of noise and distract them. They won't be able to resist an Andalite. And he's like, no, we need you for the computer stuff, but that's a good idea. We'll draw straws, and whoever gets the, the short straw can, will be the one to distract the Yerks. I have so, a quick question. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, go for it. Hit me. So I know the Axe acquired humans mm -hmm. um, for his human disguise. Can the Animorphs acquire other humans? Yeah. And then follow-up question, can the humans acquire Andalites? Mm. Yeah. So have they done that? No. Don't be silly. Okay. <laughs> I have to do that. You're right. <laughs> Why so would that plan be? that one of them acquires Axe so that, like, it's still the perfect distraction? No. Um, Jake morphs into a wolf. Sure. Because <laughs> they were fighting off the wolves before. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, that would be a great distraction. Now, as far as I know, only one of the Animorphs, at least in the earlier books, ever acquires an Andalite to morph into, and that will be a fun book to read about. <laughs> but, um, bum. but no, generally they just morph into animals, um, and they have not yet acquired Axe. Or even Visor 3, when he was lying there dying. Well, they were all an animal morph at that time, so it would be hard. What does it look like that. when they acquire animals? Oh, they just, like, touch it, and then the animal sort of goes into a trance as they absorb its DNA. But I mean, like, so if, if they were to absorb an animal in front of someone else, would that person realize something is happening, or would it just look like they're petting an animal? That one. It would just look like they're petting an animal. Okay, so there have been lots of times when things have been happening with animals, and they could have just, like, acquired it and put it in a trance to solve all the problems, and they just didn't do it? Yeah. Okay, just There are checking. also times... Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> there are also times when they've like be when they're being menaced by an animal. Like that's how Jake got the tiger morph in the first one. Is that they he ended up in a tiger cage, mm -hmm. sort of through some wacky shenanigans. Mm -hmm. And in order to stop the tiger from eating him, he acquired it so it would be calm, mm -hmm. and then ran like hell as soon as he stopped touching it because it takes a few seconds for the trance to wear off. Mm -hmm. Uh. Nice. But there were other tigers in that cage. It wasn't the best scenario for him. 
but they all got out alive. <laughs> anyway, so they draw straws, and Jake, oh, I think I already spoiled this, Jake draws the short straw, and none of them really anticipated Jake being the one to draw the short straw, because he's their leader, and they kind of assume that he would be in there with them, but they can't, like, change the rules now, so he's like, all right, y'all got this, I'm gonna be a great distraction, you go do your thing, and I believe in you all, and we'll all talk about this on the other side. And he morphs into a wolf and goes off to lead the Yurks on a merry chase. And they, as soon as they hear him, like, howling and hear people uh, shooting and shouting at him. Oh, I should say one other thing before this is that they figured out that the Yurks can get, the controllers can get in and out of the force field because they have these little transponders on them, um, on their belts. And Mm -hmm. Rachel at first is just like, let's just steal a transponder. And Axe is like, no, 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 they'll be coded to the biometric signature of the person that they that they're being worn by because they certainly aren't that couldn't stupid. just morph them yeah. to yeah. match that biometric signature right yeah no don't be so <laughs> <laughs> this is a way better plan termites <laughs> the animal closest to the animal that they feared the last time they turn into it yeah so they morph into termites Termites are blind. There's no, there's actually a lot of facts about termites in here that I highlighted, so just get ready for a ton of them. So ready. Um, what? I'm so ready. Okay, good. Um, they, when they morphed into owls to fly there, by the way, Cassie kept an eye out for um, the cry for an ear out really for the crying sounds of baby skunks, and she found them and she memorized the spot so she could come back later if she lives. Nice. So. They morph into um, termites. Termites are all blind, except for the kings and queens. I didn't even know there were kings, so that's so something. So they all, like, acquired kings and queens, so they could not be blind? Nope, they morphed, uh, they acquired the same soldier termite. Now, the thing about termites is worker termites will eat wood pulp and then digest it, and then eliminate the waste, and then the soldier termites, they gobble that right up, and that's got Ew. all the messages that they need to travel through the thing. Ew. Animal fact. So they are you morph into these termites. kids are about to eat termite poop? Say what? Are you telling me these kids are about to eat termite poop? No. Not. They don't plan to do that. They're just, <laughs> they're just using termite bodies. Jeez. So anyway, they morph into termites, and they're not exactly sure which way to go because termites are blind. And so they, they need, need to, to the force field. figure out how to navigate. <laughs> not by eating termite poop. <laughs> There's not just some on the ground where they morphed and they're like, oh, convenient. <laughs> uh, no, they, um, Cassie says she gets this weird feeling like something's calling to her. And Marco has the same feeling, like someone yelling from a long way off. And so they decide to go towards that because it's as good a direction as any. And eventually they reach the force field and they try to dig down below it, but they can't because termites can't really do that. Uh, but they find a pine needle that's crossing the source field, and it kind of casts a little shadow under it. So they just go under that, and then they're in. And all this, this future technology force field can't yep. go through a pine needle. Yep. No, no, Jessica, no. I don't know what I, I don't so, know what you're confused about. You what kind of technology? Just like a stick on the ground at the bottom yeah. of this force field. This force field, I could just like lift that stick up really high and make a nice wide opening for me to just walk through this force field. No. Because the stick <laughs> is very thin and so it would only make an opening like that wide. But if you held it But if I found the like other a big way. ass stick 
Yeah, and yeah. if I just like held it long ways. You'd have to make sure that you're covering the whole force field. What I'm saying yeah. is, though, that I could just like walk through this force field no problem if I just like found something on the ground that I could lift and that was wide enough to like let me through. Or just yes. bring an umbrella. <laughs> I could stick an umbrella in this bad boy and just walk through this force field. You can't because the umbrella has to be there when the force field is created. Otherwise, you can't get it through. <laughs> okay, that's fine. You act like I can't just like leave umbrellas everywhere in my life to anticipate someone putting a force field down so that I have umbrellas everywhere that I can just open as soon as I need it. You she act is like the Yerks. Like you act like the Yerks aren't gonna see that there's a bunch of umbrellas in the force field and like kick them out. Uh, yeah, they won't. No. Based on past experience with the Yerks, they're not gonna see shit. Yeah, they would never. If see I'm not that. an animal, they don't give a shit what I do. They're gonna see some umbrellas and be like, "Well, that's clearly not an andalite," and just like fuck off. <laughs> that's clearly not an andalite. Man, we haven't even gotten to the book where they all learn how to morph into umbrellas. I can't wait to tell you about that one. <laughs> First, they have to get some umbrella DNA. But I'm getting ahead of myself. They get into the force field. <laughs> And now that voice that they kind of feel like was, was calling them is a lot louder now that they're through the force field. Uh, Cassie says for a weird moment she actually thought it was her mother's voice and she wanted to go towards it. And all of a sudden, they no longer have control over their bodies, yeah, over their termite bodies. Yeah, of course. Yeah. They have a place to go and a job to do, and the human brain is sort of there, but it doesn't care about, like, they, they're like, hey, where are we? And then trailed off. And then it's like, I didn't care what he wanted to say anyway. Blah, blah, blah. He's still going. Um, so they end up in the termite mound. Or in the termite mound. colony. I mean, it's in, it's in the wood in the log cabin, which is the building that the Yerks are using for their logging company. But they get in there. Um, Cassie finds a worker, and it poops out some wood pulp, and she gobbles it right up. I knew you it. Me they would not be eating termite poop. I told you that they weren't planning to eat termite poop. Rewind the tape. I hope that is what I said. That's what I meant yeah. to say. I think, I think <laughs> when I edit this later, I'm going to be like, oh. You I said that the first time, but then I think you said it a second time, and the second time I think you said they're not going to eat termite poop. Well, we'll let the, we'll let the people decide if that's what I actually said. Um, so she... Uh, gets the message from that wood pulp that her job as a soldier termite is to guard these uh, workers who are going to the queen's chambers and she has to protect them from they're carrying the eggs the precious precious sticky eggs disgusting as the workers take them to wherever termites take eggs that part was not in the book (laughs) her job is to guard them because sometimes ants will sneak into a termite mound to eat the delicious sticky eggs and the termite soldiers have to fight them off. Uh, and Cassie, when she gets to the queen's chambers, realizes that that's the voice that she felt calling her. Like, the will of the termite queen is overriding her own human mind with no, with no problems. And that's she can't do cool. it. <laughs> yeah. Also, really quickly, the will of the termite queen is our new band name. The will of the termite queen? Oh mm-hmm. my god, so good. I right? love it. But I'm, now we have to have like a metal screamo band, which I don't have that inside of me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like the will of the termite queen. It would totally work for like metal screamo, but I also feel like it would work for like alternative rock. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's a little bit closer to, to where we hit anyway. Do you have alt rock inside of you, Katie? Yeah, I could probably pull some alt rock out. 
of somewhere. Nice. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, I'll grab my didgeridoo. That's all I know how to I'll play. start making Will of the Termite Queen t-shirts that we can yes, sell in store, along with the International Honestly, Elephant Police t-shirts. I would absolutely wear a t-shirt that said the Will of the Termite Queen. Me too. <laughs> so now we've got International Elephant Police t-shirts and or badges and Will of the Termite Queen t-shirts. Absolutely. And it has to look like it's for an awesome band. Yeah. Like an awesome band okay. t-shirt that all right. people are people are going to be like, oh man, what's the will of the termite queen? And I'm like, you wouldn't even know. It would push your tiny human mind aside. I thought so, for sure you were going to say you wouldn't know because they're so underground. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> they're so in the trees. You wouldn't even get it. <laughs> no. Yes. That would Amazing. be good. Anyway, the will of the termite queen has pushed her human mind aside and she recognizes that she is Cassie and she remembers who she is now and it was... And she has heard the others cry out, too, because they realized who they are, but they can't control their bodies. Um, and they realize that the only way to do, to, to escape, is to destroy the queen. <gasps> so, as she's walking near the queen, Cassie tries so hard to convince her termite brain that the queen is an ant. And finally manages it and bites the queen's head off. No! And then, Yeah. And then all of the all of the termites, including her, are running around and panicking, and everything is crazy. And she says that she wanted to lose herself too because she hates she hated what she did because she doesn't like killing anything. Um, and uh, then she hears uh, someone else thought speaking to her, saying, "We made it. We got out, Cassie. You did it." And she screams, demorph, demorph. And they're like, no, Cassie, you're in a piece of wood. And she's like, demorph, demorph. And starts demorphing and then gets stuck because she's inside a piece of wood. And then all of a sudden, uh, Axe's tail slices through the wood and she falls to the ground and continues demorphing. Uh, And she's in a room with Rachel and Marco and Axe and no controllers, conveniently. Hmm. Uh, And Rachel's like... You got us out of there. Are you okay? And she's like, yeah. And she hugs Rachel and she's like, no, wait, don't touch me. Don't touch me. And like has a like serious breakdown. And Rachel covers her mouth and Marco holds her ankles because it's all this very, very tense, scary thing. And she's like, Cassie, we can hear controllers right on the other side of this wall. There's like, they're not in here, but they will definitely hear you if you keep shouting. Are you okay? Please, please be okay. Um, And... Axe is like, I need a human to help me understand what I'm looking at here. And so Marco goes to look at it, and Rachel is, like, comforting Cassie and, like, petting her head and, like, trying to calm her down. Uh, And they find out that the Yerks don't have permission to log in the forest, because that was the original reason they came here, (laughs) was to look at their computers. That's right. Yeah. And then later on they learn about public record. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, well, go on. The Yerks are, uh, they called their lumber company Dapson Lumber, which according to Axe is like a Yerk swear word that means something impolite that he won't say. <laughs> but so it's like their funny joke. And they that have... funny. Yeah. <laughs> so they're not actually, they're not actually approved to start logging yet. They ha- there's this council that's supposed to vote on it. And one guy has already voted yes, probably a controller. One guy has voted emphatically no. And the third guy, Farrand, uh, is going to come in a week to check out the operation before he casts his vote. So they're like, they're going to infest Farron and give him, and he'll, you know, vote yes, and then it'll be all over. So they, I forget how they get out. 
because um, they don't morph back into termites. Um, I hope they just walk out. Yeah. They're just like, oh, what's this door? Oh, it goes right to the outside of the, of the force field. So Axe uh, makes a slight change in the programming to let him access this computer from Marco's home computer. Easy peasy. And also temporarily shuts down, shuts down the defenses. He says, but there are still guards outside on hork in the next room. And then they all morph into wolves and just run out. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, I'm going to just read the paragraph that cast, that just says, I guess the Yerks counted on their high-tech defenses too much. Without them, no one even shouted an alarm. By sheer dumb luck, we raced between the paths of two controller guards. No one yelled. No one fired a shot. We ran into the woods where Jake joined up with us. No one said much on the way home. So they oh, just, Earth? they basically just walked out. No, no problem. I'm so good at guessing what happens in these You're books. Still. You are good at guessing what happens in these books. I'm really proud of you. <laughs> um, the next day, Cassie um, starts going towards, like, starts, puts a piece of, uh, it's like a frozen grasshopper. They keep a lot of, like, frozen mouse meat and grasshoppers and things on hand for feeding the, the animals at the rehabilitation clinic. And skunks will eat that kind of stuff. Uh, grasshoppers and shrews and things like that animal fact so cassie puts a grasshopper in her pocket and starts to walk out towards where she vaguely remembers the skunk kits being and tobias flies overhead and he's like hey cassie what are you doing how how are you are you okay and she's like who did you talk to and he's like oh i talked to axe he was pretty freaked out about what happened and also maybe i talked to marco and he maybe used the word absolutely insane so i just want to make sure that you're okay and and like I get it, we've all had, like, rough times, and I don't think any of us are going to come out of this just fine, but, like, we're all here for you, and whatever. And Cassie, and he's like, where are you going? And she's like, okay, I, there are these skunk babies that I need to save. Their mother was shot by a dragon beam, and they're going to die without her. And Tobias is silent for a minute, and he's like, skunk babies near the Yerk logging compound? And she's like, are they still alive? And he's silent again. He's like, there are four of them still alive. Oh, Because no. he ate one. Because he's a hawk. And oh. It's, and he, he ate one of them? He ate one. Because they were food. And yeah. he's a hawk. He's a hawk. And he lives by hunting. And Cassie is immediately furious, but he says that he'll show her to them. Uh, and she said, I'm going to save what's left of them. And Tobias says, I'll help you. Uh, so she, he takes her to the skunk babies she morphs into an osprey and he shows her the way and then she gets down and morphs into a skunk and crawls inside and the kids are so happy to see her and she feels so comfortable with them that she curls up and falls asleep oh no in the den with all of her babies around her safe and happy and calm and then she wakes up with jake screaming at her to get out of there and demorph because she's about to be trapped as a skunk forever Mm. yeah and so she gets out and demorphs and Jake is screaming at her because that was the most reckless thing she could have done. And he's like, this is like, not only not the most reckless thing no. she could have done. And especially because Tobias knew she was down there. So, like, Tobias could have just, like, poked his little head in and been like, hey, wake up. <laughs> she would have skunked him, probably. But, well, yeah. He's, he's a hawk. Who cares if he's skunked? Yeah. That's true. Owls are one of the only natural predators of skunks because they don't have a sense of smell. Animal fact. Um... 
he said, he says, this is not why we have this ability. We're not trying to save every lost skunk in the world. We're an army, a small, weak, pathetic, outnumbered army. There's six of us. One of us has already been trapped forever as a hawk, but he did it fighting the Yerks. You're going to be trapped forever as a skunk for no reason? And blah, blah, blah. And then she explains her reason, and he's like, she, she's like, we have to, like, we're going to release her at the end of the week. But I just need to take care of them until then. I can't take them back to the barn because they'll imprint on humans. They need to imprint on their mother. And I have to do this because I had to kill in that, you know, in that termite compound. And it was, the, like, very stressful for me. And he's like, we'll save the stupid skunks. We'll, we'll work out shifts. And Tobias is like, I'll guard them during the day. And Cassie can bring me frozen mice to eat. And... Whatever, and so they work in shifts and morph into skunks and take care of the baby skunks. That's I feel sweet. like it was kind of unreasonable for Jake to get so mad about yeah. the skunk thing. That yeah, blows my mind. I, I think he was um, very scared of losing her, but yeah. Um, oh yeah, because Jake has a crush on Cassie. That's like part it, of it. Yeah, Jake and Cassie are very in love. Um, hmm. Cassie likes that the skunk... Um, is completely unafraid, very gentle, not cocky and swaggering, just no, no fear because it has the gentleness of absolute confidence because it has the ultimate weapon, which is spraying animals with its terrible stench. Um, and blah, blah, blah. At one point, Axe asks if skunks are a sacred animal to humans. (laughs) And Marco says, only to Cassie. I like that. Yeah. Uh, I've got another paragraph here where she says, I wasn't, where she wonders why she's doing it. And she says, I wasn't saving the whales or the panda or the spotted owl. I was saving a handful of skunks. There were plenty of skunks in the world. They weren't exactly endangered. It all went back to the termite queen, a bug. I had killed a bug and for some reason that had shaken my deepest faith. Um... And this is a lot about her being horrified about kill and be killed and mm. just the general cruelty of nature. Uh, so they're, you know, working on taking care of the skunks during Cassie's shift. All of a sudden, a big old dog runs up and, she, oh, she takes the kids out for a walk because they're very, uh, they're starting to leave the nest. They're starting to try to, like, go out and, and, and see the world for themselves, and she's like, they gotta take care of them. Uh, so she's like, I'm gonna take them for a walk. And so she goes out, and they all get into single-file line behind her, and she's taking them for a little walk around, and then this big dog runs up, and she turns around and aims her tail at him and drops the tip, and all the skunk babies are watching her excitedly because they're learning why you don't mess with skunks. <laughs> and she sprays it in the face a bunch of times. And then Jake comes up behind the dog, and he's like, Homer, I told you not to follow me into the... Oh, oh God, no. no. <laughs> it was Jake's dog. <laughs> and he sends it home. And Cassie's like, sorry, Jake, some tomato juice and making him sleep outside, and he'll be good in about a week. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, they found out through Axe on Marco's computer that the Farron guy who was going to come at the end of the week is actually coming today, in an hour. Of course. Uh, so they need to figure out a plan to... They, they figure the Yorks are just going to infest him. Yeah. Um, and they need to figure out a plan to stop this so that they can't go ahead with their logging thing to hunt Andalites. Uh, so, quick question. Yeah. 
Um, Cassie, it sounds like Cassie mentioned earlier that if they were logging without permission, there would be, like, a big to-do about it. Mm -hmm. Like, when they found out they were logging without permission, did they, like, call the news or, like, spread the word at all or, like, call the cops? Not exactly. Um, I don't think the Yerks have begun, like, logging on a big scale yet. They, like, cleared out a spot in the forest and they're just waiting for this commission to sign off before they actually start going hardcore but no calling the newspapers would have probably been a good idea but at the same time they don't want to draw a lot of attention to themselves like these five kids are very interested in this logging company for some reason i don't know well but i mean there was a way to like make your number anonymous back Mm -hmm. in the 90s or whenever these books came out not in the 90s jessica star 69 existed but I thought, no, there's a but way no, you can do but that. But if you did, like, star 89 or something before you dialed a call, mm-hmm. then it would, like, make your call anonymous. See, this show does remind you of your childhood. <laughs> but that's what I mean is, like, they could have, like, sent a letter or, like, called from a payphone because there were payphones yeah. in the 90s. Yeah, that's like, true. Like, there was no reason for their names to be attached to it. They could have just been like, hey, you check out that logging operation that's going on and shouldn't be? Yeah. Someone would have investigated, probably. Yeah. Nope. They didn't do that, but now I'm so excited they have to plan a way to stop the Yerks from investing fer- infesting Farrand when he shows up in about an hour. So it's another episode of Guess That Plan. <laughs> Jessica, no, Jessica usually gets it right away. Katie, go yeah. first. <laughs> um, uh, they all morph into several skunks and they stack on top and wear a large <laughs> trench coat. <laughs> and then they walk up to the Yerks like, hello, yes, we're Farron or whatever. And then when they get in, they all spray all the Yerks and then run away. And then when Farron finally shows up, he's like, what's wrong with this place? It smells like skunk. Clearly this is a bad operation. And he just leaves. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. There's honestly no better answer than that. <laughs> K- uh, Jessica? <laughs> I mean, I don't, I, I can't top that. <laughs> um, it's the it's perfect gonna be plan. <laughs> Hello, yes, we are Farron. <laughs> My guess would be something like they either turn into like big animals to try to like scare them off, um, like when they turned into like elephants to scare and like did like smashed up a car dealership or something. Am mm-hmm. I remembering that right? Mm-hmm. It was just Rachel who turned into an elephant, but yeah. Yeah, like something like that where they try to, like, scare him off and, like, stop him from getting to the log cabin. Um, or they... I, I mean, the skunk idea makes a lot of sense. Like, they all just work <clears throat> into skunks and then just, like, spray the entire compound. And the the guy is like, I guess I better come back later. This is clearly <laughs> some sort of hazard. Mm. Okay. So what they just... I take the pressure of being right all the time. Now I'm never going to be right again. <laughs> what they yeah, decide you, to you do get on this train, where you just yeah. guess right, <laughs> where you just say the most ridiculous things. <laughs> hey, it's the not best that ridiculous. Okay, the best <laughs> most ridiculous things. Actually, no, I'm I'm going to save it for the big reveal at the end. But <laughs> it turns out Farron's secretly a skunk. Who knew? <laughs> He's not. No, oh. I'm sorry. Damn. Uh, so. As they're debating what to do, uh, they hear the sound of uh, big diesel machines moving, and they realize the Yerks have already started logging now, which means they're not even going to try to convince this Farron guy. They're going to infest him as soon as he gets there. Excuse me. So what they decide to do 
is when Farron gets there, they're just gonna grab him. <laughs> they just gotta they just gotta grab him and take him and then they'll have him and then the Yurks won't. And then problem solved. Okay. So I have a question. Yeah. Shoot, I can't imagine what it might be, but <laughs> so they're so what you're telling me is they're about to kidnap this politician. Mm-hmm. Just like... Just like grab him. Just just like full-on kidnap a politician. Yeah. And just like do what with him? Yeah, they're just going to like snatch him. Uh-huh, and then do what? <laughs> yeah. So that the Yerks won't have him. Right. So they're going to take him, I get that, to keep right, him yeah. away from the Yerks. They're going to get him. And then they will do what with him? <laughs> well, then, then he won't sign off on the Yerks plan. Uh-huh. So they're, they're going to have him. him, which stops him from signing off, which stops yeah. the Yerks from getting him. And yeah. then? Then, then the, that way they have him. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so they take him, and that way they have him. Yeah. And that way they have him. And then they, like, release him back into the forest? Are they going to, like, morph other humans so that at least this politician won't know what group of kids kidnapped him? Mm. Are they going to, like, morph into their parents because some politician isn't going to listen to a bunch of kids and they, at least as adults, could be like, hey, we have to talk to you about some important adult thing because probably kids morphed into adults wouldn't know what to say still. Mm-hmm. So, like, what exactly... So, like, that's what I'm asking is, like, their plan is to go snatch this guy mm-hmm. and then, once they have him... Right. Do what? What's yeah? Okay, so, I, I I totally understand. So here's what's gonna happen. <laughs> They're just gonna grab him. Yeah, here it is. <laughs> and then he won't sign off on the plan. Yep. All right. <laughs> so that's what they're gonna do. Uh huh. Uh huh. And then. Then, so then they're going to grab him. So what exactly is their plan for grabbing him? Just, like, five five kids just going to, like, walk up and, like, s- tackle him to the ground? No, 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 no. No, no, no. Five, five kids in a, hot. a trench coat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, some, no, they morph into, uh, some morph into birds and some morph into tigers or whatever, and they're going to distract the yurks, and then they're just going to get them. Okay. So just, okay, before you explain what happens next, I just want to throw this out there. Hands down, best plan I've ever heard. Really good Just, like, so well thought out. Very Literally nothing can go wrong. Absolutely, like, the perfect plan, everything about it, five stars. A plus plan. A plus plan. A plus plan. I'm glad, I'm glad you agree. I don't know why you were so confused by the fact that they're going to grab him. <laughs> yeah, you, you know what? You're absolutely right. Like, that's the, the, everything about this plan makes perfect sense to me. Lay it on me. <laughs> so, uh, they, Cassie and Tobias are flying up. Um, they have a discussion about moral philosophy and kill or be killed. Oh, actually, Jessica, something you mentioned in book four was, was mentioned. Oh, what um, did I mention in book four? And how do you remember that? You'll, I think you'll remember when I say it. So they see the car driving up. It's being driven, like Farron's in the back seat and two controllers are driving it up to the compound. They figure that they have to turn the force field off to get Farron in uh, so they'll be able to get into the compound if they have to. Um, and Cassie says, I guess we'll find out if he's already a controller because they've started logging without permission. So if he is a controller, he'll be calm. If he's not a controller, he's going to be furious. And so what are we going to do if he's already a controller? And then Tobias is like, I guess we'll just have to attack the compound and try to destroy it. And she's like, really? Do you know what we'd do if he was a non-human controller? We'd go after him and then whatever happened, happened. And, you know. That's what I've been saying. Yeah, that's what you've been saying since, like, book four. Yeah, that's what I've been saying. So finally someone brought up the 
the horrific nature of that idea. Yeah. 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 It was Cassie, as we all knew it must be. They just out here killing aliens. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Farron gets out of the car, and uh, someone walks out of the building to meet him, and Tobias says that's Visor 3 in his human morph, because none of them have actually seen him in his human morph except when they were cockroaches. Uh, and Farron jumps out of the car and starts flailing his arms wildly and yelling and gesticulating, and they're like, okay, so he's not a controller. And then Visor 3 just fucking slaps him in the face, and he goes oh. down. <laughs> uh... And the two controllers from the car are, like, grabbing him so that they can take him inside to infest him. And they realize that... How did the controllers know the Animorphs plan to just snatch him? I know, right? (laughs) Snatching's very popular in this book. I know, right? But no, uh, and they they see Tiger Jake, like, running, like, in the woods towards them, but he's not fast enough. They haven't had time to get into position. The others are probably still morphing. Like, this went way faster than they thought it would, so the only thing to do is fly down and uh, attack those two people as birds. Mm. So they fly down and attack the two controllers. What? Obviously. Obviously. So Cassie flies down and she gets one in the head, and Tobias flies down and gets one in the eye because his aim is better than hers. (laughs) And those two are very upset. And let go of Farron, who gets not it gets knocked unconscious at some point, um, and then bullets start flying. Cassie gets shot in the wing, and plummets to the ground. Uh, and a- as she's losing consciousness, she see- she swears that she sees an ant dragging the dead the dead husk of the termite queen back <gasps> to its colony. Oh, that's which dark. Is, yeah, she so she doesn't know if she was just imagining things as she was losing consciousness, but like. She could swear that's what she saw. But anyway, uh, she wakes up in a box. uh, A box, I guess, about the size of, like, a small room, because Farron is also in the box, unconscious. And she hears uh, Visor 3, now in Thought Speaks, obviously he's demorphed, she hears him say, There's an Andalite bandit in that box, and there'd better be one when when I open it again. Something like that. That's my new Visor 3 voice. It's sort Mm -hmm. of like a Shakespearean kind of dramatic voice yeah i like he's it. changed a lot since he asked axe to kill him um but anyway he's like and anything comes out of that box no matter how small shoot it so uh cassie tries to think of a plan uh and she thinks of a plan and she demorphs and then she morphs into a skunk and then she uh, she hears someone saying, uh, Vizzer, the Andalite bandits have turned the heavy equipment on us, and it's coming at the force field, and, or it's coming at us, and Vizzer 3 is like, put the force field up, and it's like, but then our own people, we trapped outside. He's like, did you just question my orders? He's like, nope, putting the force field up. Shit. Uh, which is dumb anyway, because don't they all have transponders that let them through the force field? Right, yeah. Like it would make a but difference. Yeah, but Yeah. I think it was just there to show how evil Vizzer 3 is. Anyway, uh, so the Andalites are, or the Animorphs are outside the force field. Cassie is inside the force field in a box with Farron as a skunk. She has a plan. She uh, prepares herself mentally so that she won't give away that she's human. And then she thought speaks Vizzer 3 and says, Vizzer, I'll kill the human. Because they need Farron alive to sign off on this plan. And Vizzer 3 is like, oh shit. Why did I think to? Why did I put an Andalite in the box with the guy who's the most important part of our plan? Uh, so he's like, "All right, everyone, weapons on that box." And they opens the box, and then there's Cassie as a skunk with her tail pointed at him, 
and he's laughing, and right before he can say, shoot, um, she fires. She gets him in the face. Oh, a skunk can fire at scent five to seven times in like three, in less than three seconds. Nice. Wow. With amazing accuracy up to 14 feet. Animal facts. Uh, the wizard was six feet away. She gets him right in the face. And then she also gets a hork and a couple of humans and another hork and all of them are like staggering backwards. She's a little worried about the hork because she doesn't know if they have a sense of smell, but it turns out they do, and it's a very good sense of smell. Mm. And one of them gags and runs out of the room, and finally all of them end up fleeing <laughs> nice. because the smell is so powerful. And she waddles to the door and sees the Animorphs and the heavy equipment on one side just like being stopped by the force field, but still like on. So as soon as the force field comes down, it's going to roll right towards the building. And um, on the other side is, you know, Visor 3's army. Quick question and, again. Yeah. Um, can they acquire a dead animal? Mm-mm. No? No, it's got to be alive. But they could probably acquire a dying animal. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So. No question. He didn't necessarily have to open the door. He could have just waited for, like, he could have called her bluff and said, like, okay, kill the human. And then, and then he acquired it. He could have acquired him, yeah. He could have just yeah. acquired the guy that he needed, and then he could have just been that guy. He could have, but uh, the way that an Andalite would kill someone is probably by chopping their head off. And okay. there's no acquiring someone if they've been beheaded. Okay, that's fair, I guess. Yeah. He doesn't know that they're human and that she'd have to morph into a wolf and just maul him to death. Yeah. Right. But, so then, follow-up question. Mm -hmm. I love this. He could have just, like, Visor 3 could have just, like, acquired the guy as soon as he got out of the car. Mm. Yes. uh, Like, he could have slapped him unconscious and then demorphed to be an Andalite again and then acquired him. Because you have to acquire, you can't acquire something when you're already morphed. Right. Yeah. And then, like, be done with it. And then be like, fuck it, I don't care, kill that guy. I already acquired him. Yeah. He could have, but Visor 3 is not that smart. Okay, just checking. As, as evidenced by the next thing that happens, which is Cassie telling Jake what happened and Jake telling Axe what happened, because Axe is the only one they can trust to talk to Visor 3 without revealing that he's a human, because he's mm-hmm. not. And so Axe is like, um, let our let our person go. Um, do, do, do. they ran from the horror of my skunk smell. Um, <laughs> Axe is like, oh, Axe is saying like that. That smell is not going to go away if you go into the into your mothership, into your blade ship, because you and I know how bad a smell can be with no air circulation. Mm. <laughs> like if you were down here in the open air, yeah, maybe the smell would fade, but once it goes up there, uh, it's never coming out. You're going to need to refit that entire ship, but. <laughs> the Andalites have a technology that will eliminate this smell for you, and I'll tell you what it is if you let the human and our companion go and bring down the force field uh, and get him to a hospital, because he was, I think he was hit by a ricochet or something, and that's why he was unconscious. Anyway, uh, and Viz- and one of the human controllers is like, uh, Vizzer, my host has a memory of, and Vizzer 3 is like, silence, don't interrupt me while I'm talking. And then <laughs> X is like, you were saying? And so he agrees uh, to the thing, and he's like, but I'm going to get you one day. And X is like, oh, I don't think so. We'll be sure to smell you coming, which is uh, uh, <laughs> pretty good. Burn. Yeah. Uh, so they take Farron to a hospital, and once they have confirmation, Axe tells Vizzer 3 that a special type of juice 
will wash away the skunk smell. <laughs> and then they all get away. Jake spies on Farron in the hospital as a fly, and apparently as soon as Farron regained consciousness, he called and said that he was going to sue that, that lumber company and also definitely is voting no, and he'll never have any dealings with Daps and Lumber again. <laughs> nice. So they don't have permission to log in the forest. To buy it, uh, the mother skunk is reintroduced to her babies, all safe and sound, and uh, everyone's a little sad about it. And then Tobias reports that They've the Yerks have made like a huge run on all of this juice and filled basically a huge swimming pool with it that the Vizzer spends most of his time in. <laughs> but he still stinks like crazy, and he's a lovely shade of purple now. And Cash is like, "Do you think we should have told him that it's tomato juice and not grape juice that gets rid of skunk smell?" <laughs> and they're like, "Nah." But 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 the end. Nice. <laughs> and Cassie just continues struggling morally with what whether it's right to mm. kill people and things and animals and everything's wrapped up nicely um, yeah. it's all wrapped up in a neat little package so we'll say and that's the secret another good band name would be sacred skunk just throw oh that my out God, yes uh, skunk also would be really good. i think for sure cassie is my favorite animorph yeah yeah she's that's, pretty great that's where i'm at mm. yeah she she raises the real questions mm. yeah also, I like that she likes skunks. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Now I like skunks. Go skunks. Skunks are Do great. Skunks are really small that bad that they could clear a room. Uh, apparently, because I feel like I've sm- like I've never been sprayed with a skunk, but I definitely smelled skunks before, and I remember it being bad. But I also feel like if it were like my plan to take over the world at stake, and mm-hmm. like there was some skunk spray, I could have just like sucked it up. Yeah. Let me see. Hang on, I might have saved it. I also, I guess I thought too kind of that like it kind of stings or something if you get sprayed like directly. Like maybe it's kind of a pepper spray situation where it like makes your Mm -hmm. eyes water and like you like hurt kind of if it's in your face. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Because otherwise, yeah, like dogs would be like, this is fine. But they're not. They're like, oh, fuck that. Yeah. uh, There's some things Cassie was like, all the forest animals know to back the fuck off if a skunk turns its back on you. Wolves know, bears know, everyone knows. Dogs don't know. And that's why <laughs> that's why she had to teach Homer the hard way. Because yeah. <laughs> he did not want to stop playing with this small furry thing. Um, but she's... I, I didn't save it. But she said something like, uh, you, might, you might think that a skunk... That you know how bad skunks smell because you've driven by skunk roadkill or something. Mm-hmm. But the actual smell is a thousand times worse or ten thousand times worse. Hmm. Imagine the worst smell that you can possibly think of and then multiply it again and again and again. Hmm. So... Okay. But I've never... I've also never been sprayed by a skunk or even seen one in person, I don't think. So I, I have it, but, like, when I was little, I remember our dog was... And, like, oh, yeah. the direct smell of it on the dog was so much worse than, like, yeah. it just being off in the distance. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that dog could not. Yeah, I mean, like, definitely it was never, like, a good smell. But I also, again, like, yeah, if I was trying to take over the world and, like, a, a step in that plan was at stake, I don't mm-hmm. know. But his whole ship was going to smell real bad, Jessica. Yeah, but, like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you get it. His whole ship was going to smell real bad. Send someone to the library or be like, hey, we all stink. Someone go to, like, go into a store and be like, hey, notice how I stink? You got anything that can fix this? (laughs) Like, 
go to the library, use the internet, go to a hospital and be like, I've been sprayed by a skunk. Is it poisonous? And they'll just be like, nah, chill. Here, have some tomato juice. <laughs> Here's some so is like, I feel like there were so many options. Yeah. Yeah. But he's not going to talk to some humans about a, an earth animal that they might know everything about. <laughs> so also He's talking like, to Axe. Sort of like, this is reminding me, I've said this before, I don't know if I've said it on this podcast before, but just like, in life a lot, I feel like I've said this, I would make an incredible villain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think in the past we've talked about how your plans are way better than the Yerk's plans, but also way better than the Animorph's plans. But yeah, tell me more about... Is that I, I just feel like but when stuff like this happens, it just reminds me what an incredible villain I would be. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. Yeah. But... but also, this is, like, my favorite one so far. Just because yeah. it's so stupid, and I just love <laughs> that that's how it turned out. That it was like, oh, they got sprayed by a skunk. Wah, wah. Yeah. Like, it's... <laughs> Normally, it was just like try you to said. be so serious. And I just love that it was just some goofy shit, like, getting sprayed by a skunk. And they couldn't yeah. handle it. It was pretty great. Um, but it was, it, it was like you said. Uh, they made the place smell so bad that the guy couldn't be there. Basically. I mean, some things changed. Like, they made it smell so bad that Axe bargained for them to release him to the nearest hospital. But still. Mm-hmm. And then he voted no. Yeah. I still think it would be the best plan if they just grabbed him. Because that was the best plan. But... Because then they would have him. <laughs> and again, him. what exactly was their plan for snatching this guy? <laughs> like... <laughs> I... Okay. I don't understand what your question is. Yeah, I don't want to get into this whole back and forth with you again. Uh-huh. I just have to say, like, let's just snatch him is not a plan. <laughs> hey, it worked. Man, the I animals mean, could have him and then voted no on it. After the Yerks killed him? No, just, I like, mean, acquire him and vote no, things. and then just be like, no, I'm, I'm the real guy. Who are you going to believe? And then the city council has to decide who to shoot. (laughs) (laughs) But that's what I'm saying is, like, the Andalites could have, like, snatched him. They could have, like, come up with an actual plan to grab this guy. Mm -hmm. One of them could have acquired him, gone back and voted no, and, like, kept him locked in a cabin or something, and then come back and, like, they could have had Axe morph from him, like, walk in looking like him and be like, look, I'm you. Haha, JK, I'm this blue fucking alien thing. (laughs) Don't ever tell anyone what happened here because they will never believe you. Now you're free to go. Yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe that would have been their plan, but they only had an hour, Jessica. They only got as far as the first part, which was grab him. I thought of the, I've thought of like 10 different plans on like 30 seconds. Yeah. Yeah, and well, I know that they're like thirteen or whatever. I've had a little bit more time and experience <laughs> to be a villain, but like <laughs> to be a good guy, Jessica. These are the good guys. That's yeah. That's what I meant to say. To be yeah. like a hero or whatever, and like save the world. That's, I've had more time to do that. I just feel like I don't know. You're right that I shouldn't be giving shit to these like thirteen year olds. This is the best they could do. I couldn't have come up with a plan like it's this when not. I was thirteen. They could have done better. They could have done a lot better. Can we get another shirt that says, I would be a better villain than the Yerks? <laughs> Ooh, can I get yeah. a shirt that says, I was closer to correct about what was going to happen than Jessica? Yes, <laughs> you can. I'm writing it down right now. Christmas list. I, I feel like that should be its own podcast. I was closer to correct than Jessica. 
<laughs> and it's, it's just, just one episode of any time someone was more right than me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, did you have any other questions? I, I feel um, like I got through all my questions as we went. I had a lot of questions this time. Yeah, I like it when you ask questions as we go. I feel it feels more um, organic. <laughs> than just waiting till the end and asking them all. Yeah. Do you have any questions about how the Animorphs work or how Yerks work because it's been so long since we've done an episode? One thing, I don't know if we've talked about this before, do the kids call themselves Animorphs? Yes. How did that, what was that conversation? How did they decide to call themselves Animorphs? Uh, Marco named them during a conversation in book one because they're animal morphers. Cute. And he's like, oh, great. So it's it's an entire alien species against five anamorphs. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah that works. He was like, we're Legit. like morphomoles. No. We're like morphomoles. <laughs> Hang on. Give me a minute. I'll think of it. <laughs> yeah. No. I do like morphomoles. <laughs> morphomoles was the spinoff that, like, like the, not the spinoff. It was like the Digimon to yeah, Animorphs yeah. Pokemon. <laughs> Perfectly good in its own right, but everyone knew what it was trying to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, question somewhat unrelated to like this book and everything. What would the two of you say to co-writing a series of books about a bunch of, we'll say like late teens, who are visited by uh, a creature that lived in the center of the earth and then came to the surface mm-hmm. and it can like morph into other things and it gives those kids the power to morph into other things. Uh-huh. Stay with me here. Okay. The series will be called Morphomals mm-hmm. and it's about them trying to protect the world from like other uh, subterranean creatures. Is it M O L E moles? It is now. <laughs> Can they only morph into moles? <laughs> A um, plus pun. Five stars. <laughs> morph moles. Jessica, first of all, I love it. Second of all, I don't think a, a premise that ridiculous would ever work. Yeah. <laughs> my problem with it is that it's going to go against my series that I'm going to make where a bunch of animals turn into humans Ooh. and other animals, I guess. I don't know. It's not worked out yet. <laughs> it's not quite clear. <laughs> and what's your series called? Um, also Morphomoles. <laughs> This one's called Morphomoles. <laughs> that makes sense. Mine is called Morphomoles. Yeah, yeah. Morphomoles. mine is Morphomoles. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I gotcha. <laughs> Animal but... detectives. Oh, wait. <laughs> I like that, but I feel like that kind of goes against my plan of uh, writing a series about uh, a bunch of aliens who can only morph into sea creatures and they meet up with some teenage sea creatures and give them that power to morph into other sea creatures and they have to fight off like creatures from deeper in the sea mm. yeah i like so that. and what's it's called more more finmals and <laughs> <laughs> so also an a plus pun yeah about the seahorse chronicles oh <laughs> That's the first four book series in Morphin Moles, yes. 
One of them gets trapped as a seahorse forever because he stays in morph for too long. <laughs> oh, I do have another question. Oh, good. Um, just, I feel like my, uh, my episodic, is that the right word I want? Anyway, no. my, uh, my check-in on Tobias and his family. Mm. I feel like I do this every yeah. episode. Any, any word any, yet Anybody? any family member who going? actually cares that he's missing? Yes. Uh, Cassie does mention, because she, she talks about how they have to stay in the same kind of groups that they were in before uh, they became Animorphs, so it's not suspicious that they're all just suddenly hanging out all the time and look like they're plotting something. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> she's like, I, I hang out with Rachel because... Rachel and I are, have been, you know, we're already best friends, and Jake hangs out with Marco, because he and Marco are already best friends. And Tobias, unfortunately, had such a shitty home life that when he disappeared, no one seemed to care, or mm-hmm. even notice. Mm-hmm. So, we have confirmation that just no one cares or noticed that Tobias is gone. So then, follow-up question. Yeah. So, they're staying in these, like, separate groups, because that's what they did before they were Animorphs together. Mm-hmm. So were they not all friends before they became Animorphs? Why were they walking through that, like, construction site or whatever at night together? Uh, they all they all knew each other, but, um, so Jake and Marco were best friends, and they were walking home from the mall where they'd been playing video games in the arcade, and Cassie and Rachel were best friends, and they were walking home from the mall where Rachel had been shopping, and Cassie had been, like, hanging out. Mm-hmm. Cassie's not big into shopping. Um, but Jake and Rachel are cousins, Jake and Cassie like each other, so there was, like, a little bit of a thing, and then Jake was like, hey, do you want us to walk with you? You shouldn't have to walk through the construction site alone, at, being girls and all, and Rachel's like, oh, are you going to protect us, you big, strong man? I don't need any help with it, and whatever, and then Cassie's like, oh, no, I, I'd appreciate it if they did. I know you're not scared of anything, Rachel, but I guess I am, because she's, like, the mediator of the group, and she, like, was like, oh, yeah, no, they all walk together, and then also Tobias was there. So, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Tobias kind of hung out with Jake because he was sort of this nerdy kid who got bullied a lot, and Jake stopped some bullies from dunking Tobias's head in the toilet. So then he sort of like hung Tobias around was Jake. A nerdy kid? Well, he was like this sort of shy, sweet kid. Yeah. Oh my god! All this time I've been imagining him as a like mysterious loner kid. You know, I mean, who like is cute, and the girls are like into him, but they would never go for such a bad boy. Oh no, no. I mean now, yeah, but. Now that he's a now hawk. That, <laughs> now, that, now that he's a hawk, he's got to fight him off with a stick. But no, before that, he was just a sort of like dweeby loner kid who, with a shitty home life, who dressed in like secondhand clothes and like got bullied a whole lot. And mm, see, I was imagining the other kind of kid with a bad home life where yeah. he like rides a motorcycle too young. Yeah, no. Whatever. And like graffitis and stuff and gets detention a lot. Nah. Okay, I'm with you now. Anyway, so he was so, he liked to tag around Jake when he saw him, and he saw him at the mall and was like, oh, hey, maybe I can hang out with you. And Jake's like, yeah, that's fine. I'm super cool, so yeah, why not? Okay. okay. And then they just all casually happened to be walking together when the alien spaceship fell. So we haven't talked about this before, but I feel like I'm, I was feeling it, especially in this book, mm-hmm. that it's really annoying to me that the black girl is the one that has to do, like, all the emotional labor of keeping this group together. Mm. That, like, everyone else gets to be, like, annoyed and angry at one another, and it's the black girl who has to be like, no, we should all be friends. I'm gonna comfort all of you. I'm gonna be the one to keep things calm. Like, black women don't have to deal with enough emotional labor in their lives. Mm -hmm. Mm. That's a good point. 
She does like there. she does snap at Jake because he's like, "We need you," and she's like, "What to fight to kill? Haven't I done enough?" Mm. And he's like, "You've done more than enough, but we're all we have." So, but there's yeah, also I mean, like if she's the mediator all the time, that just seems shitty. That like she has to be the one to stay calm all the time. Well, there's that, and there's also um, Marco who tries to diffuse all situations with humor, which works about thirty percent of the time. The rest <laughs> of the time, it just pisses Rachel off. <laughs> but I, I I see what you're saying, yeah. Um, yeah, that's sort of her role. Is and is Marco also a person of color? He is. He's he's a uh, Hispanic. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And definitely his situation. Of I mean, other than Tobias's, which doesn't exist. Like Marco has like the the saddest home life ever, too. Right? Like. Yeah. Because his mom. Is a died, <laughs> yeah. but actually she's visitor one, and her death drove his dad into such a deep depression that he lost his job, and Marco had to take care of both of them. It's fucked up. Yeah. Have we already talked about how weird it is that visitor one is a human and visitor three is an Andalite? Like, why isn't visitor one the Andalite? Um, visitor three get so. I believe in the Andalite Chronicles, we find out. That the Yerk that infested Vizzer, uh, that infested the Andalite, like rose through the ranks really rapidly to become Vizzer Three, mainly because his Andalite body gave him a lot of benefits. Like he knew a lot more about the Andalites and could provide information, and also had all these scary morphs, and also had a lot of um, ambition to become a Vizzer because he wasn't one to start with. But all the Yerks who become Vizzers have a particular set of skills and I believe Vizzer 1 got to that position by launching the invasion of Earth um, because Earth is like a jackpot for the Yerks with Mm. so many so many humans uh, that they can once they infest them all they can spread out into the galaxy and be completely unstoppable because just our sheer numbers and adaptability make us very um, good as hosts and the fact that she started it slow instead of in a, like, big full-scale invasion meant that they were able to get more of them, I think. We'll learn more in Vizzer, but I, th- I think be- your host doesn't determine your rank. It's well, no, how I you use it. I get that your host doesn't determine your rank. I was thinking that, like, if there was a really good host available, the highest ranking visitor would get it, would like yeah. have dibs on it. Oh, I gotcha. I so gotcha. I was no. like, if they had access to an Andalite body, why wouldn't they be like, oh, well, then the number one visitor gets it? I think once you get a host, you kind of like, um, unless you can get promoted to a better host, you want to stick with that host until you until it dies. Uh, and Visitor 3 was not going to let go of that a Andalite better host than a human. Say what? Isn't an Andalite a better host than a human? Yeah, but... So, like, I'm not talking about it in terms of, like, Visor 3 being willing to give up the Andalite. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about, like, why was why isn't Visor 1, like, hey, I'm higher ranking than you, give me that Andalite body. Oh. I, I don't think it works like that, I guess. I think, like, when, when Jake got infested, uh, he found out from his Yerk that it was the Yerk that used to control Tom... Mm-hmm. and had been getting more and more important. And so it was pr- 
it was uh, selected as the New York to infest a brand new host who was going to be the governor, who, and so he would have a lot more power. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a situation where they would be like, you give up your host because someone more important needs it. Yeah. I, I don't think that's how the York hierarchy works. I think part of York hierarchy is like, you know me because I'm the York with this host, and I'm this great, and here's my rank, and okay. no one else is getting this host. That's all. Okay. Hmm. I think. I mean, maybe we'll learn more as we go. I don't remember. I, I don't think I wondered that very much as a kid. There were a lot of things I wondered about this series, but that wasn't one of them. You know what we're going to find out in the next book? Where what? all their extra mask goes when they shrink down. Really? Oh, nice. Yeah. Is it farts? Yeah. Damn it, Jessica. <laughs> I... I forget that you time. always know it right away. <laughs> For book nine, the farts. <sighs> Listen, if you want to lose weight, but you don't want to be farting all the time, uh, one thing that can really help is being part of a group that sort of supports each other. And one really supportive group that I have found for all of my goals, including fitness and things like that, is the sharing. So um, the, have, you, have I talked to you guys about the sharing yet? A little bit. Yeah. Um, So the sharing is basically just this great organization. It's a great place to meet people, to make friends, and to, like, do good in the community. And I found that when I have any kind of goal, um, I was trying to get better at, like, applying for jobs. I was trying to get more into fitness and stuff. And there were people at the sharing who had those same goals. And we worked together and motivated each other. And it was just, like, this really great community. So if you want a great community and you don't want to be farting all the time... (laughs) Look at the sharing. <laughs> How what can we advice? find out more about the sharing, Robin? Oh, you can find out more about the sharing. Thank you so much for asking, Katie. You can find out by going to jointhesharing.org uh, and look for a chapter near you and just see about um, getting in there and making some new friends and building, just becoming part of something bigger. The sharing. Nice. <laughs> farts aren't enough. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, you might just want to mention, so we separated out different podcasts onto separate feeds on iTunes and Google oh, yeah. and a bunch of the podcatcher kind of locations. So if you like Anamorphous Discussion, you got to make sure to subscribe so that you see the new episodes on the Anamorphous Discussion. Feed. Yeah. Yeah. You can subscribe directly to Anamorphous Discussion if you don't want to listen to the other stuff that BTA Podcast does. But why wouldn't you? Yeah, because we've you? got, like, Bitches and Liches. we got Bitch Time Always, which is a brand new uh, podcast that we're really excited about. We've got... Is It Okay? Oh, yeah. I forgot about Is It Okay, oh, yeah. which is weird because that's, like, one of my favorites. <laughs> is It Okay? Where we answer the questions that the internet has already answered. Mm-hmm. Uh, so check all of those out, and if you like them, you can subscribe directly to those feeds. Yeah. And if you like what we do, uh, you should follow us on social media at, uh, we're at Bitch Team Alpha or at BTA Podcasts, pretty much anywhere that you look, and you can support us on Patreon, just go to jointhesharing.org, 
And, I mean, no. Go to our Patreon, which is not at all connected to jointhesharing.org. Silly me. Uh, and if you like us, support us. And you can... Um, if you, if you have a sharing story that you want to share, tweet at us with the hashtag for humans like us, and we might read it on the show. By the way, uh, I recently tweeted a bunch of animal facts because I was in Dallas-Fort Worth, and I went to the zoo. I was da- in Dallas and Fort Worth, I guess, because they're not the same city. But I went to the Fort Worth Zoo and the Dallas World Aquarium. Both of them were awesome. I learned a lot about animals, and I tweeted a lot about animals with the hashtag AnimalFact and for humans like us. So if you want to check that out, uh, you can also follow me at BTA Robin, just to see more of those if I ever go to a zoo again. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I think that's it. Cool. Thank you all for listening, and I can't wait for you to find out that the next book is all about farts. Bitch team out. <laughs> Bitch team out. Bitch team out. <laughs>